The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. Good morning, my name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions in Sound. Now for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions in Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 8 of 2021 and show number 1061, if you're keeping track that way. This week, we continue into February with a look at the music from the Netflix series Blood of Zeus. Now, Blood of Zeus was originally known as Gods and Heroes, but was changed. We don't know why, just yet. Uh, It's an adult animated series created for, of course, Netflix. Now, according to Wikipedia, in early December 2020, a second season was greenlit by Netflix, and according to the creators, they have five seasons outlined. Now, the series hit me um, almost in the same way that Final Space and Castlevania did. Uh, This time, though, however, with Blood of Zeus, there was a real anticipation there. Now, I am a huge fan of animated uh, series, and like I said, if you've been with me all this past little while, you would have noticed that Netflix, the Netflix series uh, Final Space is also, and and I have featured music from uh, Castlevania as well. Both really, really good series by fine composers. However, like I said, with with Blood of Zeus, there was a huge anticipation for me anyway. Like I said, it was great to see Netflix keeping up a series of animated films for adults. Now, I got the great opportunity to speak to Paul Edward Francis, the composer of the music for the series, but more on that later. I'd like to start the show with this incredible with his incredible music for this show. So have a listen to music from Blood of Zeus.
and a little bit of music from the recent animated series Blood of Zeus. That's music by Paul Edward Francis. So if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter, at visionsound. You can also be found on my website, visionsinsound.ca. I am also on Apple Podcasts. So check me out there at, uh, just type in Visions in Sound into the search engine. And do they still call it a search engine? I don't remember that. In any case, do they still call it the search engine? Hey, let me know. Visions and sound at gmail.com. I don't remember if they still call it that. And anyway, just type in visions and sound. You'll find me under Apple podcasts. I also have a store. If you want to be stylish this winter or even come at this upcoming spring, there is some great stuff on there. I am currently wearing the visions in sound uh, hoodie. It is really warm and I love it. It's got a great hood on it. I love it. Uh, check it out. Um, really worth it. I will say that much. So in any case, welcome back to visions in sound as this week we are presenting the music of blood of Zeus. So here is, as I mentioned earlier, here is, uh, the interview segment I got to do with Paul Edward Francis, as we talk a little bit more about Blood of Zeus. What is your musical background? My, wow, yeah, my musical background. Well, I, uh, I guess I've always been surrounded by music. You know, it's always, uh, it's always been in the family. My dad was a musician, a uh, really uh, great musician um, in the UK. I was in, always in the back of the car touring, um, going up and down the country to gigs. He was a band leader, so it, we he, he did a lot, lot of a uh, big band, Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra, uh, Glenn Miller, um, Benny Goodman, you know all the all the good stuff. Um, yeah, back in the nineties. So yeah, I, I I was always brought up around musicians and uh, and uh, of that ilk. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it was really um, in my teens when I started becoming probably more interested in music. Um, I was uh, I was a big fan of uh, I don't know if you remember a band called Jamiroquai. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you remember those? So oh, yes. it, yeah, I really got into the the old uh, Brit funk acid jazz movement back in the nineties in the in the UK. And yeah, and I, I was pretty convinced I was going to be the next uh, Jamiroquai. But uh, as it turns out, I got a terrible singing voice, so that was probably never on the cards. But uh, it, 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 that's that's the the angle I thought it was going to go for, more down the the musicianship. Um, you know, I was very into uh, the jazz and um, and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I think um, I think it was really around. Uh, I was I was about fifteen years old, uh, sixteen, and and my dad at that time he was. Uh, became an orchestrator for a couple of um, young and up-and-coming uh, film composers in Liverpool, um, one by the name of David Hughes and, and the other by John Murphy, who obviously went on to do some really great stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think around that time, my dad was kind of like dragging me to the studios and I was, I was sat around and, and watching the whole process of, of film composing. And uh, I think John just gave me a couple of old, uh, orchestral um, samples uh, that I loaded into this, uh, I think third or fourth hand Dakide sampler that I had, 
um and um and yeah i just started putting stuff together and and um and and try trying to trying to write film music trying to see how you know get get on their level a little bit um and yeah it was really from that you know it, it was it was it was a love of i've always been fascinated by film i've always loved film and yeah i think that the two worlds just kind of came together in that respect and and yeah i just found myself on this on this road to uh, working in, in film and TV. Okay. So what is the, the first thing you do when beginning to write a score? Depends on the score. Depends on the, on the, um, on, I mean, the, the process is, is that we, we all kind of sit down and, and we do a spotting session. Um, that can last, um, anywhere from an hour to, um, days <laughs> um but yeah it's uh that, that generally is the first point of call um yeah and then and then usually depending on what we what, what we want to do you know if, so for instance if we if we talk about gods that uh, sorry uh blood of zeus then formerly known as gods and heroes um yeah, uh, then, you know, in, in that instance, it was very much a case of me um, just doing some background work on on, on style, you know, um, and, we, you know, we was all very clear from the start that we wanted to, we wanted to pay homage to that golden era of music, you know, so the, the scores from Ben-Hur and uh, Jason and the Argonauts, stuff that I grew up watching. So I was already already familiar with it, but in that instance, yeah, it was a, it it would a case it was a case of me kind of studying, but not over studying as well, not over analyzing, and then and then just coming up with themes, writing ideas, putting um, things together, doing a, a back and forth with the director um, Sean, and then yeah, and then you start getting the uh, the the locks through, and you know you you have the animatics in this instance with it being an animation, and then. And then you move on to the the actual animation itself and the lock, and then you start, and that's it. <laughs> and you hope for the best. How did you first become aware of uh, Blood of Zeus? Uh, well, I became aware of Blood of Zeus because I, I'd actually worked with Sean before on a um, another um, project, um, and yeah, we you know we just we, we became friends. We we. we you know, I, I feel like if, you, if you're lucky in this industry, you'll uh, you'll 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 meet somebody who you have a similar philosophy with or sensibility. And um, I, I felt that with with Sean, you know, when we was uh, when we was working together previously, and we just ended up staying um, friends, really. Um, and then Sean ended up on uh, Blood of Zeus, and that's how I basically be, uh, became aware of the project. First of all, I, I have to say that the score is big. Very, yeah. very big. I, yeah. I've had several people who have who've listened to it with me uh, and say it is amazingly big and it needs and it needs to be for the subject matter. Um, mm. I have to ask, is it a live orchestra that you're working with? No, really? it's not. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. It, it, it had me fooled. I ah, was sitting there and I'm going, where did he find this orchestra? They're, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, thank you. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I am uh, totally blown away. So, what um, influenced instrument choice in your in your case? Um, well, um, you know, I mean, traditionally we we stuck to the tried and tested 
uh, methods of, of the orchestra, you know, the, uh, what you generally use. Um, but I, I did want it to be uh, string heavy, you know, I did, I did want it to be, to, to uh, inflict that emotion that you, you can only really get from, from the strings, you know, so uh, that was a big, that was a big call in terms of choosing leads. Um, you know, and then, then we, we used other instruments, more traditional to the to the period, like the lyre and a lot of harps. Um, you know, so, uh, certain woodwinds, but uh, in truth, there wasn't all that much to choose from. You know, if you wanted a big score, you couldn't really just stick to the old, you know, the the, the traditional and ancient instruments of the time. You know, it was uh, you, you had to utilize the orchestra any way you could. Okay, cool. So I, I have to ask, there's a, uh, um, one of my favorite cues on the in, entire soundtrack is uh, Convert or Die. Oh, right. And uh, I'm listening to it, and it, and it actually made me stop at one point and go back to hear it again. There is a sound that hits at about 50 seconds. It sounds like this screech. It's yeah. absolutely horrifying. I don't yeah. remember, I remember hearing it during the, when, when I watched Blood of Zeus on Netflix, but I don't remember, I like, I don't remember it, well, I guess because I was wearing headphones or something like that, but it just hit me. First of all, what is that? Yeah, um, it, it is a, it's guitar feedback. Wow. It, yeah, it is, a, a, and you know, it was, a, we kind of manipulated it so we could speed it up and slow it down, and it had these different kind of effects uh, for different moments, but yeah, that, that is pretty much what it is. Um, but yeah, my, um, my wife hates that sound. She's like, oh, 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 it makes a skin crawl. And I said, good, that's exactly, that's exactly what it needs to be. That's exactly what needs to happen. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was just one of those. I, I just felt like he, Seraphim, you know, he really needed a sound, an identity, as well as a theme, you know, as well. But he needed a sound that was ominous and, and not, had no real connecting tissue to the the rest of the instrumentation or the orchestra that we're uh that we're using and established and I, you know the, the reason why i took that approach was thematically you know he is essentially a demon yes and uh, he doesn't belong in this world you know so musically i felt like well we should have a sound that doesn't necessarily belong in the the world of the traditional orchestra that we're using so yeah, that's that was my approach, and that's how we uh, came up with that particular sound. Okay, so now when you're you're writing music for this, does the producer just say to you, "Okay, go off and compose some music for me and bring it back," or how does how does that work? Um, to start with, yes. Um, so, it, we'll, again, we'll do the spotting session, you know, and, and we'll talk about our ideas and. And Sean will go over, um, we'll, we're quite meticulously, we'll go through scenes. Um, the good thing is, is that we are pretty much on the same wavelength. So we don't need to delve into things too much, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it is a case of, well, I'll, I'll, we'll do the spine session. Then I'll go away and, and I'll, I'll, I'll just write the, the, the entire episode from start to finish. And then I'll just send it all in, in, in one batch to him. Um, and then, yeah, he'll, he'll come back in with a few tweaks, a few notes here and there and a few suggestions and, um, and, 
and that's pretty much the process yeah okay so now uh, obviously you're not working to uh, uh, to a locked picture but are you are you uh, you mentioned animatics but are you just are you working to drawings are you working to um kind of what? movement i don't know i i i haven't quite gotten that that for animation it's probably quite different it it, it is and you know it, it's kind of it, uh, it depends how early you want to start putting you know stuff down and, and ideas down um i i like to put ideas down to the animatics but it, it's it, it is a nightmare if you have to score the entire thing to an animatic where it's completely unlocked because you know visually you're not getting the full experience anyway so it's hard to to kind of digest what what you know what a scene needs uh, when you don't see it in its entirety so that that was always um uh that's always a, a sticking point but yeah, I mean, in the in this instance, we it, it was a locked picture, and we did get the the full uh, animation, the fully fleshed out animation through, um, and, and yeah, um, you know it, that that is my preferred way, and it's everybody's preferred way, of course, of working with a locked picture. And sometimes it's you know things change, and you know a few seconds will have to be taken out here. You'll have to lose; they'll have to lose a scene, or, or, or even extend. And that's just the nature of of, of the uh, the beast, I suppose. You know, um, so yeah, you know, do we, that is it. But for the most part, on this, we was working to to a locked picture. And with just a part one of the interview that I did with Paul Edward Francis for the music. Or for uh, talking about the, his music for Blood of Zeus, some fantastic stuff there. So I'm going to continue on. Now uh, I mentioned that uh, convert or die, you'll definitely rec- hear the sound. You'll definitely recognize the sound when you hear it. It is truly, truly horrifying. So have a listen, and I'll be back in just a little bit.
With all that's happening during COVID-19, we are here for you. At the Tooth Corner Dental Offices, we were, are, and will always be accepting emergency patients at our offices. Our team is here to help you during these difficult times. Contact any of your local Tooth Corner offices or call our toll-free number 1-888-929-2987. We're also available online at toothcorner.com through the 24-7 live chat. The Tooth Corner. It's not a corporation. It's dentistry. 98.5 CKWR.
And with a bit more music from the wonderful series, Blood of Zeus. Did you hear that sound? It showed up a few times during the, uh, during a few, few of the cues. Absolutely. Like if you're listening to it on headphones or on a really good set of speakers, I will honestly say that is a horrifying sound. And I'm really looking forward to like watching the series again, just to catch where that, where those, where those sounds show up. Cause it's just amazing stuff. In any case, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionssound. You can also be reached on my website visionsandsound.ca and can also be found on apple podcasts as well also go on my website look for my store and you can buy really cool stuff uh, mugs hoodies shirts stickers wall hangings that kind of stuff all with the visions and sound logo on it i'm currently sporting a wonderful hoodie it is so warm i love it in any case so welcome back to Visions and Sound. It's like I said, we are we are featuring the score to Blood of Zeus. And I did do an, an interview with Paul Edward Francis, and here is part two of said interview. So now I find that the the score has like uh, it it does follow very much that classic sound that uh, uh, Bernard Herrmann Clash of the Titans kind of yeah. approach. Um, yeah. You mentioned that 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 had kind of a uh, of a an influence on it. Do you find that you're you're um, that when you're writing the score like that, you're getting a lot like you're drawing in a lot of those influences from various composers, or are you just taking it and kind of moving it in a, in a direction that's kind of like that, but not quite? Um, I'm going to say both, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, particularly the the latter. Um, you know, it, 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 it was one of those things like I, I kind of touched upon before, yeah. you know, when, when I, I would go and I would listen to, to Clash of the Titans, I'd listen to the score and, but in a way the truth is, is that I didn't really need to. And I certainly didn't want to overanalyze what they was doing because I just didn't yeah. want their ideas stuck in my head. You know, right. it, it, it was important that, um, we, we we build our own world musically, right. um, you know, and, and just touch upon these these different um, classic scores that we've heard that evoke that emotion that we probably, you know, the, from childhood that most of us have, have watched these um, classics, you know. I mean, you know, in, in the UK, I grew up and, and there was like four TV channels when I was growing up and. You know, if Clash of the Titans came on, or, or Jason and Argonauts, or Ben Hur, whatever, um, it was a big deal. You know, it's like we just all kind of sat around and, and watched these old classics. So it was, it was kind of in the back of my head anyway, and it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was just that, like I said, it was a point of not. I made a point of not overanalyzing those scores and just almost using the force. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, of course, the score has been released on uh, on several different platforms, including like iTunes and that sort of thing. So it's like the miniseries is like eight hours or or or, or so. How do you um, pare it down to get it to two, to two hours? How 
Like that must be an, an, a daunting task. Oh, it's a nightmare. I, I, just a nightmare. You know, I mean, what, one of the things um, th- that we, I, I, as, again, listening back to it, you know, we never really reused any cues. You know, we, so it, there was nothing that was, re- everything was original. Obviously, we reused we, we the themes, and, and uh, of course, but the actual cues themselves, because the, the show itself and the story went to so many different places, there was no real place to, 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 to reuse one of the cues from like episode two, because episode two was so different from episode seven or episode five, you know. Um, so, yeah, what we was left with was this agonizing decision on, on what to cut and, and what to what to leave out, you know. Um, and I think my, my first draft was coming out at nearly three hours of, of music. Wow. And um, so we cut about an hour out already. And then, you know, it, it was like, no, it, it needs to be we need to bring it down more and it needs to be a bit more palatable. But I, my hope is, is that we chose the, the the right cues that emphasized the story points within the, the show itself. And, and that's what I was kind of left with. And it was like, well, okay, so there's a, there's a cue in episode three that I, I, I love, but story-wise, you know, it probably didn't have much to say. So I, I, I again, I had to make that choice of pulling it out and just leaving it, which was, you know, hard. But I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the two hours of music that we've got makes sense in terms of uh, the, the, the story structure itself. Okay. Well, now, as a composer, your job is, of course, to write music. Uh, but yeah. do you use silence as a composing tool? I, I think silence is critical. I think it's so important. Um, you know what? Again, one of the things on Blood of Zeus was because we wanted to go for that old Hollywood um, feel. There was a lot of music, inevitably, you know. And uh, the, the show itself—it it wasn't a dialogue-heavy show, so the music really did have to um, tell the story and the emotion um, and be that second, um, you know, uh, narrator, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's. I really feel like there was some moments where we just left the music out. And yeah, what that does is, for me anyway, especially when you have so much music, when you just drop it, when you drop the music, all of a sudden the impact is just massive. You know, it says so much more. It it really does, you know. And and there was a couple of instances where we we did that and just really pulled it back. Okay, that's awesome. So now, how would, a, how would a score you write today uh, differ from one you wrote at the beginning of your career? Um, how does, oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I can answer it in terms of, um, do you mean how, how uh, is it different, how my approach or? Uh, yeah, essentially score? approaches or, you know, how, it, how you, how, how you're, yeah, how you, how you would approach a score. Um, today, as, a, as, a, as opposed to one that you like, um, the, the Terry Pratchett. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, I mean, so, I mean, for the Terry Pratchett, I mean, that was my pretty much my first, you know, my first uh, gig. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, you know, there was a lot of learning. And um, I, I mean, I, I got that 
that job in particular, you know, I was working as a, um, almost like an assistant composer. And uh, uh, the composer who was on the project, he, he just became so busy. He was like, you know what, yeah, you, you just do just do a bit more and then just do a little bit more and a bit more. And then uh, that, that was kind of how, how, how I creeped in <laughs> on that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, my, my approach, just technically, you know, things are just so much easier these days. The, the resources that you have available, whether it's sample libraries or, or the, 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 the much more powerful computers that you're able to operate on. You know, I think on, on, on Hogfather, I think it was, I think it was one of those old cassettes that we were scoring off. So we didn't even have it on the computer itself. It was, um, uh, yeah. So that's, I guess that's how long ago that was. And that by itself tells you how, how times have changed. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is easier today. It's just easier. It's easier to get a better sound. You know, it's easier to, um, you're not limited if you're working with samples say you're not limited to the actual sample although you could actually argue that you are in a lot of, a lot of cases but you not like you was nearly 10 years ago five years ago even you know um creatively um you can say so much more um to today when when you're writing music and and um you know have, have it uh, like you said before you know hopefully uh, hopefully fool you enough to into believing it's a real orchestra cool well so now um now that you've now that you've finished um blood of zeus uh where do you go from here that's a great question and uh yeah i mean we, we do have season two and three lined up so you know we're doing some uh, we're doing a lot of back and forth on on themes with that um and yeah there's a there's a there's a other stuff that I'm working on right now, uh, which is cool, you know, and it's great, and it's just good to be busy. Um, so yeah, it's uh, but where do you go? I don't know. I mean, in terms of in terms of episode two, uh, sorry, season two, um, we're gonna have to somehow make it more epic. So that's that's gonna be the challenge. Okay. Now you mentioned that. Um... This is available. Well, uh, first of all, where can we where can we find this this score, to Blood of Zeus? Uh, yeah, so it's, I think it's everywhere. I think it's on iTunes and I think it's uh, um, Spotify, Amazon, um, probably a few other outlets. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's out there. If if you want it, it, it is out there. Okay. Now you mentioned to me, and th- this is this is really cool, the idea that it's coming out on vinyl as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm really kind of excited about that. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, that, that, it certainly has a romance about it, doesn't it? You know, yeah. that having, just having a vinyl, let alone, you know, uh, y- your own soundtrack coming out of vinyl. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when I was a kid and I, re- I remember um, my dad had this huge vinyl collection of, of uh, soundtracks. I just remember being obsessed with the Superman soundtrack, you know, and it's like just running around with this thing and just, yeah, I love this. So it, it's, yeah, the, the the thought of having it on vinyl is, I think it's just really something really special, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be, I couldn't be happier and prouder and more grateful to uh, Sony and, and Milan Records for for doing that. Right. So now, now, now the first season, obviously, of uh, Blood of Zeus is done. 
Um, but what do you think you'll take away from the, your experience on working on the uh, uh, on the on the show that you'll that you might you might bring to another project, let's say? Yeah, um, I I feel like we really. Um, you know, for me, listening to the, the score from episode one to how it finished in in, in, in uh, episode um, eight, you know, the, the, on a technical level, you know, the, we we really, I think we really sort of uh, really nailed it towards the end in, in terms of technicalities and the way we, we produced the actual music itself. Um, I think we got it really sounding really great. Um, and you know, just taking that forward is exciting. Uh, and you know how we mix the music and and uh, just approach it in, in general. Um, you know, and you, you know you learn you learn a lot about yourself when you're under tight deadlines and pressure. You know, you, you, you don't really you have to write on instinct and you know not overthink <laughs> uh, orchestrations and and voicings. You know, and and uh, and just go to a place where where you naturally would go, and and not second guess yourself. And I think, uh, yeah, moving forward, you know, I think uh, being more trusting upon your own uh, instincts is certainly something that I'll, I'll probably value more now. Okay. Well, I really appreciate uh, the time that you've given me today, and uh, I'm. Uh, I was going to ask you if if there were if we're going to see a a season two, but apparently a season two and three of Blood of Zeus yeah. is coming. That's, so that's, right. re- that's really amazing to look forward to. And uh, so, I, like, again, I really appreciate the time and amazing score for Blood of Zeus, I have to say. Just amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that uh, that Paul was able to uh, take the time with me that he did. Um, if you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show... You can find it at visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can contact me, rather, at uh, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter, as I have said earlier, at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. There's lots of archive stuff, and this show will be showing up in about an, probably about an hour and a half's time. And what else is there? Oh, yes, and you can also visit my store, and you can also find me on Apple Podcasts on iTunes or Apple Apple Music. So I'm going to continue on with some more music from Blood of Zeus. Like I said, this is awesome stuff. And um, I'll be back in a little bit to wrap up the show. Back in a bit.
Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for hanging in, those that did. Now, before I end off today's show, we did talk about gods and all of these sort of things. But, you know, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there who care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help, the Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, and the Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868 all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, join me next week as we continue with Ancient Greece and with Greek mythology scores. Hmm. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from Blood of Zeus, and I really wish I could have gotten to more of it. But here's some more music from Blood of Zeus, and I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound.